Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. What's going on, Pats Nation? This is the CLNS Media Network's Patriots postgame show. I'm your host, Mike Mono, alongside my co-host, Marvin Nazan. Thursday night game, Patriots squeak by in a victory over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What a game where... Brady beat up a lot. Offensive line didn't do a really good job protecting him. Defense, can we really give him a lot of credit for today's game, or was it Tampa Bay struggling on offense? A lot can be said, but at the end of the day, Patriots get their third win of the season, move to a record of 3-2 and two after this win tonight over the Buccaneers. What a typical, typical Thursday night game, Mike. It was ugly it wasn't pretty if you're not a patriots fan or a buccaneers fan you're just a casual football fan you might have thought this was a horrible game you there was missed field goals there's not a lot of scoring against two bad defenses and i think for the most part it showed a lot of penalties in this game it was all all over the place but at the end of the day patriots got the win 19 to 14 and it it was close, Mike. It was really close. You know, Tampa Bay had their chance to win it. Patriots gave them a lot of chances to win this game. Some questionable play calling by the coaches, you can say, definitely towards the fourth quarter. So many things to, to break down. But let's just start off with the quarterback play, Tom Brady. Mike, what did you see from Tom Brady in this game? Tom Brady played like typical Tom Brady, what we've seen from him all season long. You know, when he has time in the pocket, no matter who's on the field, you know, today a game where Gronk got ruled out late in the afternoon. They said he wasn't going to play due to a thigh injury, which kind of came out of nowhere. But Tom Brady looked like Tom Brady. Where Tom Brady struggled, you can't really blame Tom Brady because at the end of the day, the offensive line has had a rough time all season long protecting Tom Brady. And like I always say with any quarterback in the league, I don't care if you're a rookie quarterback. I don't care if you're a veteran quarterback. If you don't get time in the pocket and there's constant pressure and you're getting hit and you're going to get sacked and whatnot, you're going to have a, a tough game. You know, I think if you put a different quarterback in today's game, in, in today tonight's game that was not Tom Brady, the stats wouldn't have looked as decent as they did. Yes, Brady had a fumble. He had an interception. But the man finished 30 of 40 for 303 yards, one touchdown pass. Not amazing, you know, offensive player of the, of the week type stats. This week. But at the same time, it was enough to keep his team in it for the most part. But with all that being said, 
This is your 40-year-old quarterback who is getting beat up constantly. I think he just passed the mark in tonight's game. Uh, he's taking more hits or more sacks than he had taken all of last season. That's pretty huge. It's only the fifth game of the season. Game, it's only the fifth game of the season, and Brady has already been sacked more times than he had been all of last season in all the games that he's played. And it's so weird that this is happening because this is the same offensive line unit that was last year. For the most part, yeah. For the most part, you bring guys in. You even bring a guy like Marcus Cannon who was hurt at the beginning of the year to help solidify that offensive line, and they've been struggling. Mike, it's getting to a point. It's really concerning. Brady's not getting up gingerly from those hits like he was in week one, week, week two. These hits are really starting to hurt Brady, and they're starting to cause turnovers like this, these fumbles. We saw – I believe in the um, – I think it was the Texans game where there was a lot of fumbles in that game, but luckily we were able to pick them up. Now you have a fumble. In this game, Brady threw a bad intercession to start off the game as well. You know, he's starting to – not, he's not slowing down. 304 yards, 34-40. He's playing well, but he's starting to show his age now, and I've been saying this since last year. One hit can take you out. And Brady's taking one too many hits, and I'm not sure how he's going to be when it comes to December, January, when you need Brady at his best. So, I mean, I see there's two options the way as this offensive line is playing right now. Right now, if this offensive line continues to play as it is, either you're going to see a huge digress in Tom Brady, a big one because he's going to slow down taking all these hits, or Brady's not going to be playing. It's going to be Garoppolo season because he's going to take one of these hits and he's going to be out. It's getting to that point where we are week five now. We what was that? He's got as many hits as last year. Yep. He played what? Only week five. Twelve games last year. Yes. And now we're in the fifth game. So he's taken seven seven more weeks of hits. In fact, that's ridiculous, man. That's a ridiculous amount of hits, and that's your forty-year-old quarterback. I don't know what to, I don't even know what to say. It's it's crazy. I mean, like we always say, like I preach so many times, whether it be on the show, on the podcast that we've done, Tom Brady being one of the greatest to ever play the quarterback position. And, you know, all the talk if he wants to play into his mid-40s, you know, he's been playing well deep into his late 30s, whatnot. If this guy has the proper protection, he will make do with whatever weapons he has on the field. Like I said, tonight. No Gronkowski. He's already been playing without Edelman. So guys who have to step up, Hogan has to step up. You know, Amendola, guy who doesn't even play a lot of snaps because they, they like to mix him in with a lot of other guys. But Hogan probably – I mean, uh, Amendola probably plays the most he's played in a Patriots uniform since he's been here. Uh, certain guys are called upon. But either way, Brady's going to find them and make sure that they have an impact in the game. But at the same time, him getting beat up does not help the situation. I have to agree with everything you just said. If this guy, Tom Brady, at 40 years, old, 40, year, 40 years old, is taking all these hits and getting beat up the way he has been in these first five weeks of the season, I don't know long how long he's going to last. I mean, you talk about a guy who you just said showing his age a little bit, but can, is it really Tom Brady showing his age or is it the fact that the offensive line is getting him, letting him get beat up so much that he's finally showing, like, how, how much can he come back from all these injuries? I know this is – TB12 method and all of that. He's taking care of his body. He's eating well, all of this. But at the end of the day, father time is undefeated. And as much as the body can take the hits, you know, he's not 
28 years old. He's not 32 years old. You know, I don't care how much exercise, sleep, rest, good diet, whatever he's doing. The man's been playing football in the NFL for 18 plus years, I think. Yeah. It's going to take a toll on you eventually. Yeah, he took some nasty hits, Mike. Some nasty hits in this game. He was slow to get up a couple times. It's just, it's not a good, it's not a good look for this team right now. This offensive line that knows when you have offensive that knows they have to protect Brady, and they just can't. When you your best player, Nate Solder, supposedly supposed to be your best player, Nate Solder, is getting killed by rookies. You got rookies, players that are getting their first time sacks in the week five against the Patriots, it's really not a good look. But moving on, you said something important, Mike, no Gronkowski this game. You know you know you're facing a bad defense in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Patriots defense is horrible. <laughs> they still stink. I'm not gonna, we're gonna get to that. But you're facing a, the second worst defense in the Buccaneers. So you're expecting a lot of points. You know that Gronk is out now. He's a late scratch. So receivers are gonna have to step up. It was gonna be a receivers running back game and Brady shared the ball. Brandon Cooks had a good game, five receptions, 85 yards. And Mandola, who you mentioned, stepped up, eight eight receptions, 77 yards, key, made some key plays. Chris Hogan, once again, continues this breakout year for him. A second breakout, because he had a good year last year, but this year with the Edelman injury, he's been really excelling to that role as the number one receiver for this team. Eight receptions, 74 yards, and a touchdown. He could have had a second touchdown if this offensive line held Brady, held Brady up for one more second. He had another breakaway touchdown. And this is what his fifth touchdown now in five games. This guy's the guy's on an unbelievable touchdown streak right now. James White, big game from him in the backfield, seven receptions, 57 yards. And you saw a little bit of Deion Lewis in the catching game with two receptions, 10 yards. Brady spread it around throughout the field, which you expected with Gronk not being there. I like how I saw Hogan, Cooks, and Amendola. I like that trio getting all those types of reception. That's what I wanted to see this week, and Brady did that. I mean, it looked great. Like we all, like you just said, and like we all know, Tom Brady is good for spreading the ball around when he wants to. I mean, if he locks in on a guy, and we've seen over the past where he'll force it to Edelman, you know, 15 times, or force it to Gronk, but when called upon, Brady knows how, how to spread the ball around. When you look at the receiving stats of today's game, one name that you won't see is the number two tight end, Dwayne Allen. Now, something that we brought up while we were sitting and watching the game was last season when, you know, Gronk was out of the lineup and he, he missed his time, there was no question that Martellus Bennett was going to be involved yep. in, in, in the receiving game early. Too. Brady was going to find Martellus Bennett, and that's your number two tight end. The number two tight end coming into the season, guy who they traded for, Dwayne Allen. A game, first game where Gronk is not available, not even targeted. Dwayne Allen, zero targets, no receptions, nothing done. No, maybe some good blocking plays or whatnot, but Brady doesn't even look Dwayne Allen's way at all. Now, you know, we made some jokes before early in the week. Dwayne Allen is not showing up. You know, he's not playing well. Gronk didn't play today. They didn't look for Dwayne Allen at all. Is this the game right here where we're saying Dwayne Allen's time as a Patriot is probably looking like a failed experience? Does it look like I made a joke? <laughs> I did not make a joke. I, I saw it from the beginning, Mike, and this was, oh, 
<laughs> the light was finally shown. Dwayne Allen was a mistake to bring him in here. Ooh, a mistake. My goodness. <laughs> it was a mistake to bring him here. You trade. It's not like you picked him up from free agency. You made a trade. You made a trade. And I don't want to hear they brought him in here to block. Because Martellus Bennett was a great blocker as well. He was. And Dwayne Allen, if you watched the game, was running routes throughout this whole game. He was running routes. Brady just didn't look at it. And I I don't know about you, but I trust him to go. If you're open, he's going to find you. Says something. <laughs> you're probably open. Zero I'm, targets? Brady's not even looking his way. I saw Brady throw to Devlin. Devlin can barely run a route. Brady threw to Devlin when Devlin wasn't even looking. So what does that tell you about Dwayne Allen? Hollister even got a target in this game. Dwayne Allen, you see him there blocking. Just keep him there blocking because it's it, to, it's to the point now when a, the defense sees Dwayne Allen outside to, to run a route, they're not even going to guard him because Brady's not even going to throw to him, even if he's wide open. He might drop the ball or something. Dwayne Allen's been a mistake here. I think they would. I think the Patriots are going to or have already regretted trading for Dwayne Allen on this team. Sheesh, yeah, it's not looking good. I mean, like I said, a game like today, you go back to last season, Bennett is involved. Bennett's getting targeted. Bennett's picking up yards. Bennett might have a touchdown in this hobbled, game. Hobbled, hobbled, hobbled. You know, ankle was all messed up last season. You got Dwayne Allen, the guy who was, you know, a number one, number two option on the Indianapolis, Indianapolis Colts. He's not doing anything for the Patriots. And this is guy is probably no more as a receiving tight end than a blocking tight end. But you come here, he is not doing anything, Marv. It's it's tough to watch. Not really, you know. Brady, the offense is still having a lot of success. They don't really need him. Like yeah, I mean, at this point, just with block. These weapons, with these weapons here, they they've been great. They they haven't needed Dwayne Allen. And if he's he's blocking, you know, he's helping this run game out the the running game was pretty good this week. It was. You had between Galissi and um, Lewis, which I love to see. I love seeing Deion Lewis involved in this running game. They both had great great rushing games. Lewis carried the ball seven times for 53 yards. Galissi 12, 12 times for 52 yards. How did you how did you um, gauge this running game by the Patriots? Solid game. I mean, from the start of the season, off-season training camp, preseason, I think we all knew, I especially knew that the, the running backs would be solid all season long, as long as they stay healthy. And I mean, we've seen these last couple of games, what would ha what could happen, what did happen when one of them weren't available. And that was Burkhead. Rex Burkhead has not been available these last couple of games. And the Patriots still found a lot of success with Lewis, with White, with Galissi. They've still had a lot of success in what they've been doing in the run game. Now, Burkhead, you know, supposedly returns next week. Yep. So somebody is going to be the odd man out. Somebody's going to be missing a lot of snaps. And it's tough to really say who, who that is going to be because if you see a game like today, Galissi, you know, 12 carries for 52 yards. Deion Lewis, seven carries for 53 yards. Uh, you know what James White is bringing to the backfield, especially with his hands and what he's able to do, catching passes from Tom Brady. Somebody's not going to be involved come next week when Burkhead returns, or unless they just say, you know, Burkhead, I know you're healthy, but we have something going here with everybody's healthy. Or do they want to get Burkhead? It's going to be interesting to see what they want to do. But the running back is so weird. Like with Galissi, it the, you know when it's short short yardage, goal line, Galissi's going to get. But also, 
In a game like this, Galissi got 12 carries, which is a, a lot for him. It's through game flow. If, if Galissi gets going early, Belichick's going to keep him out there. If not, you like last week, Galissi sees no playing time, and you stick with White and Lewis. I think Lewis, this was a big game for Lewis because he, he showed once again his value for what he can do, not only in the passing game, but in the running game. He's we forget like, how amazing this guy was in 2015. If you think about it, he was like Galissi and White put in one in 2015. He was that incredible. And, and he showed a little bit of that with, you know, the quick cuts running inside the middle of this game. And now the pressure's on Burkhead. But what do you do with Burkhead? You maybe with if if Gronkowski still hobbled, you know, you still want to preserve Amendola. Maybe you put Burkhead in the slot as a receiver for a little bit, play him out and have White and, and Lewis, you know, play from the backfield. Possibility. I mean, all these running backs have shown that they have capable hands and they can catch passes from Tom Brady when called upon. So, you know, we're going to be watching, like I said, I'm assuming the Patriots want to work Burkhead back into the mix somehow, some way, because he's a valuable asset. He's another weapon from Tom Brady. So moving forward with all of them healthy, Who's going to be the odd man in or out? It remains to be seen, but I'm thinking that, hey, the more weapons for Brady, the merrier for sure. Once again, this episode is sponsored by Greats, makers of the all-time Greats classic stylish and comfortable sneakers sold at a great price. Greats is a Brooklyn's first sneaker company. They sell all the Greats classic styles made the best for less. Wide selections of men's and women's shoes versatile styles, suitable for any occasion, tons of different colors and materials to choose from. Their best sellers include their all-leather Royale lace-up and Worcester slip-on. You can check those out along with lots of other styles at greats.com. And we've got the special deal for our audience, say 15% on your first order with the offer code TRAGS. Go to greats.com, that's G-R-E-A-T-S dot com and be sure to enter T-R-A-G-S to save 15% at checkout. Greats also believe so much in their shoes, they offer a no risk return and exchange policy to guarantee that you get the right fit in the style you love. That's great.com and the user code TRAGS and save 15%. We thank Greats for sponsoring this podcast. Question for you. We've seen and talked about, you know, the offense tonight. Okay. Look decent. Tampa Bay, and especially Jameis Winston, they didn't look really in sync from start to finish. I mean, Tampa, uh, Jameis Winston had a great, you know, second half, especially the first quarter. But for the most part, Jameis Winston wasn't clicking. His balls weren't. They were flopping in the air. I mean, he just looked like he was throwing ducks out there. You know, he couldn't really get in touch with a lot of his guys. Was this game more of Patriots playing good defense finally for the first time this season? Or was it the Buccaneers offense weren't in sync and they just sucked? <laughs> I think it was a little bit of both, Mikey. The Patriots defense switched things up this game. You know, they played a lot of zone, a lot of zone. And when the team, when you have a team like Mike Evans and Deshaun, Deshaun Jackson who can just Peel the top off the defense anytime they want to. You you do have to play some type of zone to contain, and the Patriots just did that throughout the whole game. Really contain, cover tools mostly, and to try to control this offense. And then 
you know, Winston didn't have the greatest game, but his receiver, some of his receivers didn't help either. There was a couple of drops, some key drops. There's some in the end zone at times. And Mike Evans was covered very well throughout they the They double teamed Mike. You know, Belichick, you, the Belichick we know and the Belichick defense that we know usually takes out the best option. And Mike Evans is Buccaneers' best option. He's probably a top three wide receiver, in my opinion. And they did a great job with him. Double team, you know, you had Gilmore on him, and then you had a safety, either would it be Harmon or McCordy covering in that cover too. And it was it worked, it worked for the most part. Evans had five receptions, 49 yards. You'll take that any day. You gotta think of Evans like a Julio. A Julio Jones type of receiver when in like in the Super Bowl and you only had him four yards and how many four four receptions and forty something yards. You know, you make him have tough catches, play him tough. And that's what they did with Mike Evans. Same same type of coverage, double team, take him out the game as much as possible. But then you had guys like Deshaun Jackson. Once he gets the ball, you know he can he can, it's like a Brandon Cook, similar to a Brandon Cook's type of style. He can be off for the races. Five five receptions, 106 yards. But I'll still take a game like that. Limit the receptions, and you you'll find yourself to win. You mean you? Winston had 334 yards. Another 300 and plus yard performance another, by a quarterback. Another 300 yard performance by a quarterback, but seemed a lot like last year's defense. You let up a lot of yards. But you don't let up a lot of points. Fourteen points is is really good against a, a, a team that has a lot of weapons. And you bring in a Doug Martin, who came back and hit. this run defense is something we got to talk about because these past few games the run defense has been bad. And Doug Martin just came in, hasn't played a football game in over a year. Thirteen carries, seventy-four yards, and a touchdown. He he looked really good out there. Yeah, I mean. We've always talked about how the defense is struggling, the secondary, you know, the guys up front, but the run defense has had its struggles just like the secondary. I mean, I know last week for sure, you know, Cam Newton had no problem handing off to Jonathan Stewart, and he was picking up some big yards for the for the Carolina Panthers. And Doug Martin was doing the same, just like Marshall said, you know, first game in almost over a year. You know, he hasn't played all season, you know, first, you know, real game action. And he comes out, 13 carries, I think, 74, something like that, yards, and a touchdown. He looked like the Buccaneers rely on him uh, moving forward in the season. But at the same time, like you said, this game had a similar feel to, to how the Patriots played defense last season, that bend-not-break mentality. You know, gave up a lot of yards, a lot of big plays, but not a lot of points. And I'm thinking the Patriots last year, they played this game. If this is last year's Patriots, Tom Brady, the 2016 Patriots, this is a blowout. This is a blowout. I know the Buccaneers only scored 14 points. Patriots are scoring much more than 19 points. I'm talking about one of them random games where the Patriots go for maybe like 40 plus. It, it seemed like it was going to have that type of game in the beginning. They, they were moving. They were, they were scoring, you know. But – the offensive line was really horrible in this game. Yeah. At the end of the day, you know, it's it's even though the Patriots got this win, more and more I'm starting to feel the concern I have for this team setting in more. 
you know, as a still early season, week five, you know, the way you're worried about how the, the defense is looking, you're worried about how Brady's going to perform with not having Edelman, you know, hopefully Gronk can stay healthy. But now not only worried about how the defense is performing, now I have to worry about, you know, we have to pay attention to the offensive line because now they're not protecting Brady as best as possible. There's a lot of worry that's turning into very serious concern and outlook of this team. You know, yes, they got the win today. Was it a big win? Did it, was, it, was it a uh, win where you could say, oh, man, they really turned things around? I don't think anybody really got that feeling after this game. Yes, they got the win. But I don't think anything really came from this game saying, like, okay, Patriots are now headed in the right direction. The defense played well. But like I said, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers kind of sucked. Jameis Winston didn't look that great for the majority of the game. Seen if the Patriots defense, if the offensive line can kind of steer the ship in the right direction. Brady needs more protection in order for him to be successful. The defense needs to play much better in order for this team to be successful and in, in order for this team to go further and deeper into the season and postseason. One game, you know, it was a win. Must win. See much more. Two, two major storylines, Mike, in this game that we haven't touched yet that I would love to get your opinion. We can speak on quickly. One, fourth quarter, you're up 16-7. You get stopped on, on third down. And you if you kick it, it's fifty. It's around 52 yards. You have a kicker in Stephen Guskowski who's been playing well throughout the season. The Patriots decide to punt it instead. And you're allowing Buccaneers to have multiple chances now to come back and, you know, make this game a lot closer. Once again, the score was 16-7. to do you agree with that play call? I don't. I don't. I mean, I feel like in that situation, the punt is not necessary. Don't punt. Take the kick. You know, this game could have gone a completely different direction. Completely different direction. But I don't think in that situation that's necessary. But you know Belichick is going to do what he wants to do at the end of the day. He's going to do whatever he wants to do. So I don't know if that was the right way to go with that one. I'm in the thinking of I like that play. I liked it because this defense has been struggling. Throughout this game, the defense, you know, started it started to show things. They had some major stops. Chung had some great pass deflections against Bray. I think Belichick, in my opinion, Belichick was trying to show to his guys that he had confidence in this defense and stopping the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He was going out there and saying, you guys can't score twice on my team. Defense, go out there and prove it. Now it didn't. It didn't end pretty. Like Belichick probably thought it would. <laughs> exactly. It didn't end pretty. And if Buccaneers were to win this game, he would have been killed. Mm -hmm. It would have been a big, big storyline. But because it, we, the Patriots won. Because the Patriots won, it's probably going to be something that's not talked about much. But I liked what he did in trying to instill some confidence in this defense. Because I'm going to say it again, Mike, this defense has no identity. Not at all. It has no swagger. I don't see – I don't even see, like, them happy out there. It, it's just it's, – it's gloomy. It just, just – I don't know what they need, but they need something. And it's not there yet. And I think Belichick's trying to instill that in them. So that's the one storyline. Right. The second storyline is from the Tampa Bay camp. 
Nick Folk mm. went out there and he missed not one, not two, not three. Wait, 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 no, not one, not two, but three, <laughs> three kicks in this game from all over. He missed a 40 yarder, 30 yarder, another 30 yarder, you know, bunnies. Some of them were bunnies, and he just couldn't get the Buccaneers in this game. I don't know how Uber works. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know how Uber works, but can people who drive Uber, <laughs> can they call? And tell somebody, hey, I'll pick you up and give you a free ride. I know you can, you know, get the Uber app and request a ride. But I'm thinking if people in Tampa Bay right now, if Nick Folks has Uber, his phone is blowing up for people to say, hey, you need a ride to the airport because we want you out of town. His bags should be packed and ready to go because I don't think the Buccaneers are key. He literally... Not, oh, he maybe not going to locker room say, hey, man, good try. He lost in that game, <laughs> point blank, period. He lost the Tampa Bay Buccaneers the game tonight. Yes, Jameis Winston and the Buccaneers had a chance to drive and maybe get a touchdown late. But he lost them that game. By the time he walked into the locker room, there was a bag, it's packed, a letter, there might have been a there might have been a limo driver with his name with in a sign that said Nick Falk right here to take you straight to the airport. The sign. last the last check was there signed <laughs> by the owner already. It was it's that's bad. That's one of the worst kicking performances I might have ever seen. And it was even as if you weren't a Patriots fan or just anyone watch. It, I was cringing. It was bad. It was when you watch you just cringe because his misses. Weren't just any type of miss. Oh, he slightly, they were off. You knew he had no confidence whatsoever. If if there was a fan in the back behind the goalpost, they weren't paying attention. They probably got hit by the football. That's how far left or far right that football was. Nick Folk, my goodness, we got something for you coming up. Yeah, just as a football fan, it was very bad to watch. And just, you know, I wish you the best in your future because your future doesn't consist of being a Tampa Bay Buccaneer anymore. Unless the Buccaneers feeling good about him still. I don't know. You know, they haven't been a good franchise in many years anyway. So maybe they like that kind of performance. But any smart GM, he's out of town after last after tonight's game. So Mike, you get you win this game, you win this Thursday night game. Defense only lets up 14 points. Wasn't a great performance by the defense. Like we said, the run defense needs to be better. Secondary didn't have crazy miscues. You didn't hear Stephon 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 Gilmore's name throughout the game, which is a good thing. You know, he's been getting killed throughout this whole week. You get 10 days, and then you face another bad offense. Well, no, I wouldn't call the Buccaneers a bad offense. Well, you face a bad offense in 10 days. The New York Jets. Mm. What are you looking for in this defense going forward? Honestly, if they can duplicate what they did against the Buccaneers 
even though as even though I just said, you know, some of it was Patriots played good defense, and a lot some of it was you know Buccaneers didn't have a great smooth game offensively. But if they can duplicate something similar to the performance against the against the Buccaneers, I think that's slightly moving in the right direction. You know, at the end, you know, we're looking for sacks. We're looking for turnovers, big plays, big hits, whatever the case may be. All of that should hopefully come. You know, we're all looking for that to happen. But you only gave up 14 points to the Buccaneers. If you can go and have a similar performance and give up only 14 points to the Jets, I have faith in Tom Brady to outscore the Jets in a game, you know, with the, the way the Jets season is unfolding. So, you know, do what you did against the Buccaneers, against the Jets, and you should be in a situation where you're looking at a Patriots team that's four and two after week six. So now that that's out the way, let's transition Mike Nice to the stars and the stars of the week, of the day, of the night. Well, star of the game, I'm going to have to go with Chris Hogan. He played well. And a game, you know, no grump, somebody's going to step up. Somebody big was going to step up. And Hogan's been doing it for the most part all season, all season long. He's had a touchdown in every game so far this season. And Brady's only touchdown of the night went to – you know, Chris Hogan, and he played well. He was made good plays. I also want to give a shout-out to and give one to, to Danny Amendola because, like I said in the beginning of the show, he probably played the most in tonight's game than he has since he's been a Patriot. You know, I don't remember seeing him on the field as much as I did tonight. You know, the snap numbers will come out or they're, they're already out, so we'll see that eventually. But, you know, he also stepped up in a, in a, in a game where, you know, you didn't have Gronk. Uh, I got to give a star of the game to those two guys, Chris Hogan and Danny Amendola. I like those, man. Amendola with Gronk being out, you knew Amendola would probably have a bigger share. I had him, I have him on my fantasy team. I have him. And I was, I should have started him. I was thinking about it and I kept him on my bench and, you know, he had a great game. That's going to, that's going to be kicking me all week. I should, I should have started him, man. It is what it is. But my star is going to go to, you said Chris Hogan, you know, he got us those seven points. But the guy who got us the other 12 points, someone that, you know, we don't talk about much. This might be a first time. Steven Gaskowski. Okay. I, he okay. deserves he deserves a star of the game. Four for four. Longest was 48-yarder. Consistency. He really made Nick Folk look bad. I mean, he... When you needed it the most, he was there. All this is like a star for all for the past five weeks. He's been he's been consistent. He's been eleven for eleven. He looks he's been looking shaky the past year, but this year he's really. I, I mean, I heard Romo said that he's got his confidence back. He's been doing some type of thing, balance, working on his balance and the kicking, whatever, whatever he's doing. Continue doing it. He's been great. You needed it in an ugly Thursday night game like this. Stephen Guskowski gets my star of the game. This is How do you like that, Mike? This is the Guskowski we're used to seeing. This is before last season, before that, this is the Guskowski we're look, look, used to seeing. But <laughs> I don't even know if we got to go too deep into this. Hey, when there's the good, there's the bad. And when you're bad, we tell you sorry. sorry. 
Mike, I'm not going to say Mike. We have, I think, all of America <laughs> has, this is the sorry of the week of all football. I don't care what happens on Sunday. There's not going to be a sorry that matches this one. Not at all. Nick Folk, what a game. 0 for 3. You lost them the game, point blank period. So for you, sir, we have to tell you, sorry. Okay, over, over, under. No, not even over, under. Mike, where is Nick Folk next week? Where you shop at for groceries? <laughs> you like you like Wegmans? You like Shaw's? Stop and shop. I go to stop and shop. He's going to be at one of those three. We're going to see him over there bagging it up real soon because you ain't going to make it in the NFL kicking like that. Ruthless, man. Mike, when it comes to kickers missing, Mike Mike shows no remorse. (laughs) You should have seen what he was saying about Steven Gaskowski last year. I was ready for him to go, too. But on that note, Marv, I think it is time to wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. We are going to be back next week following the game against the Jets. Catch us live right here on this channel on YouTube, the Patriots post game show. We will see you guys next week. Sunday against the Jets. Take care.